On this week's show, we do our Universal Studios Florida trip report. This is loaded with information for your first or next trip to the studios. This is show 295 for the week of October 13, 2014. You're listening to Universal's Door. Find us at theseamazingplaces.com. Follow us at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces, facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces, twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or contact us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Welcome back, everybody, from the land of the great beyond. And on this great show today, I have Adam and Cameron. How are you doing, guys? Great. Hey, good. But everybody's wanting to know what the land of the great beyond is. That is an office that I've moved to in my house to where I don't have dogs or anything barking. and No clocks going off. So if you've all gotten used to hearing that in the background, get over it. Anyway, all right. So, all right. What we're talking about today is going to be our post-trip report from Universal Studios, and uh, uh, so that was with uh, Cameron and I. And some of the audio you've already heard from it. Uh, I've still got audio out there that you have not heard, and so that'll make it onto maybe some on this show. We'll see how long this show goes, and probably on some other shows. So, anyway, we're going to go uh, day by day as best we can, and uh, and what happened on those days. Fill in some. Uh, things in between about all of the stuff that went on with us and uh and then get everybody out of here so here we go we arrived we actually took off from um animal kingdom lodge at uh 5 30 a.m to arrive by uh, six o'clock at um at cabana correct cameron yeah, that's correct. It's early in the morning, too. Yeah, yeah. It's it raining, was pouring rain. Early, rainy, yeah, morning. We thought, oh, this day could be horrible. Uh, anyway, so we uh, took us uh, about, I don't know, 25 minutes or so to get over to Cabana. We arrived there and uh, actually were checked in by 6.15. So what they offered me at check-in was a – we had a standard room, which we still got, but the, we did not have poolside. At the time, when I booked it, I was uh, afraid to do poolside because I didn't want noise from the pool. But the lady at the desk promised me that there would be no noise from the pool. And I think uh, she was perfectly honest. What did you think, Cameron? Oh, yeah. I didn't hear any noise from the pool at all. It was right. pretty quiet. Now, the only we thing were... we really heard was the movie a little bit because they play a movie out there, don't yeah. they? Yeah, they do. I don't I don't. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad, though. No. It was just... It was just interesting because it was like we showed a Jurassic Park movie. I think what was it Friday? Yeah, it was Jurassic Park. You're right. That was yeah. on. That would have been on Thursday. Okay. Yeah, because then we we left on Friday. So. Right. Okay. So anyway, I just wanted to give you those times because I wanted to tell you. Okay. So here's here's what we had to do. We were checked in by six fifteen. We took our luggage up to our room. I filmed the room. We did a couple other things. I think we even stopped at Starbucks on that morning. Is that correct? Cameron, or yeah. was it? Okay. Yep. Stopped at Starbucks, uh, left the hotel on a bus. Buses start running at an hour before park opening. Park opening on this morning, uh, because of our early entry for us, park, normal park opening would have been at 8 a.m., but it was 7 a.m. for us. So bu- buses were running at 6. We went over. I had to complete out my annual pass. This was the part that I was most nervous about. Uh, when I got there, it was actually still before seven o'clock and the guest services 
offices were already open. I walked up and I'm telling you, it took this lady five minutes and mine was a little bit complicated. Um, anyway, with getting the pass and she had it figured out. She was very nice, uh, no drama in any of it. And uh, by six, by 645, I'd say 650, Cameron and I were both standing in line at the turnstiles waiting to get into the parks. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I'm interested. So did you buy your pass online and just had a voucher? Correct. Uh, actually, the annual pass that I got my brother actually purchased, and that's where the complication came in because um, uh, they want you, if I would have just brought a card, if I would have had the card that he used to purchase that, then it wouldn't have been a big deal. But since he purchased it, then I had to kind of, I had to have some notifications with um, with Universal. They put a note in the system, is what they told me, and absolutely, they did exactly what they said. They put a note in the system stating, "Yeah, this card was bought for this person," and so when he arrives, he'll show you these couple of forms of identification, and and you're good. And it worked worked exactly the way they said, even though I was somewhat nervous about that. Okay, so, so you had no voucher of anything. You just had your identification. Identification, and I had a copy of an email that I had printed out to show oh, this is awesome. who I was. So, cool. And she yeah. didn't even act, actually ask to see the email. She already had the All note right. in the system. As soon as I showed her the ID, she was good. Sweet. So, okay. Yeah, it was perfect. Well, you can just tell me I got my tickets, too. Remember I got mine in the lobby? Yes, you did. You got them at the, uh, at the kiosk in the lobby, correct? Yeah, yeah let's the go hotel? through that. Yeah, and you'll yep. see this. Uh, I'm actually going to have a video that will be going up uh, – uh, well, by the time this show's out, that video will be up at the cabana with a lot of other stuff, and so you'll see the the kiosk within that video. But shoot, Cameron, let's hear let's hear how you did this. Um, I got it off one of the websites. I mean, I don't know. I gotta give the right credit, so I'll find out which one it is. But all they gave me was kind of this confirmation number, and then so I guess what you did at the kiosk is I think I'm trying to remember. They ask for like the card. Yeah, the, like card. the card. Yeah. Yep. Right, and then you put the number in, yep. and then after that, they just print out tickets. It's like that easy. It's boom, boom. Simple. Yeah, it was that easy. And that kiosk well, is right there in the hotel. If you do have any complications, they actually have two people, you know, people standing there. These kiosks are electronic, but then there are two people standing right next to there. And so you could go ahead and purchase tickets if you hadn't done it ahead of time right there, or they would help you to work out any other problems that you had. So, yeah, customer service was fantastic from the check check-in desk. All the way up through this point, fantastic. Would you yep, agree? That's Cameron? awesome. Cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bus ride from there. Okay. First of all, when we go out to meet the bus, bus was already there. Um, buses are there. Literally, they're there on top of each other. As soon as one is leaving, uh, the next one is already ready to pull in. And even if the bus is not full, they are leaving. So you have a bus that's leaving there about every, I would say, eight to 12, 15 minutes. And so, anyway, that's the thing that I liked. Even if it's not full, that bus is still leaving because there's another one that's arriving to pick up the next load of people. So, anyway, a uh, five-minute bus ride to the parks. and Or, if you would like, you can walk from the cabana. Of course, you can walk from the, uh, if you want to stay at one of the other deluxe motels, they're even closer. Uh, On-site hotels, I should say, they're even closer. But the walk from the cabana would be about 15, 20 minutes for most people. But And that was my original intention was for us to walk because I was afraid buses were not going to uh, be there that early. But when we walked out, there was a bus, and I said, let's go, man. Let's get out of here. And so we did. Anyway, I was very impressed of how much we were able to accomplish by, uh, well, I mean, within half an hour. 
within a half an hour, our, we were checked in, luggage was in the room, we were on the bus, and we were already had finished the annual pass stuff, finished uh, Cameron's ticket stuff, and we were standing at the turnstiles. So, cool. Yeah. Anyway, I was real happy with that just to start with. That was a real stumbling. Yeah, and it wasn't too crowded. That's what was cool. It wasn't, no, it wasn't. Like, full of everybody. Like usually at early magic hours, it's kind of like everybody's there. It's really packed. Like even just to get in, it didn't seem packed to get into Universal. It was nice. It was just cool. like an easy crowd. Nobody was really running or anything. Even though it was like diagonally and all that stuff, nobody was really rushing. I think yeah, we it was were, kind of that brisk. We were walking walk. the fastest actually. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were in the front of the pack heading up through there. So I was. So where did the bus drop you off at the parks? Um, let me think here. Well, I it's like about. it's kind of before the parking lot. It's like the Roan Path. Okay, but it, it's like it it's draw- like its own escalator up before. Yeah. It's right at one of those escalators, Adam, that heads up to the parking garage, but it's from the main, like, ground It's right where that souvenir stand is. You know that giant souvenir stand kind of right before the, uh, what is it? Okay. So did you guys have to go across the bridge, across the road? No. Yes. Did we? Yeah, because we went across the walkways. Well, yeah, we went across. Okay. Technically, here's what we got out of the bus. We took a right, a hard right, walked over, took a hard left, went up the escalators. Rode up the escalators, came out, took a left, walked, I don't know, not even 50 yards, and did bag check, and then, if we had bags, and then we jumped from there and went to, uh, got onto the moving walkways. Okay. Correct, Cameron? Am I, am I missing They're, something? No, that sounds, that sounds about right. It's really close. It's a lot, it's where that souvenir stand is. And the, you know how you, you park, and then you go down one walkway, and then you see that big souvenir stand unless there's not one there i don't know when so. you i think of this when i think about it first of all the moving walkways this is the one where they warn you right yep it's like a ongoing message whatever yep. warning yes. walkway will end and that all yes. the whole thing right yep yes okay and then there's the um basically when you come back out of the parks and you're coming out of city walk and you get to that spot at the end of the moving walkways there's like two main you either go left to go to one parking garage or you go right to go to the other parking garage. Right, and, and we that didn't... is like a central area. There's like a sometimes there's like stand like a souvenir right. stand there. Is yeah, that what you're that talking about? Be, that's where it's at. Probably. Yep. That's yeah. what you're talking about. Awesome. Yeah, yeah and so gotcha. instead of going left, we went actually we went right and cut down. Uh, yeah, it was like its own little staircase. You would you would okay. totally miss it if you were looking at it. So if I was on the walkway and I looked down, could I see your bus on the road right there? No. At the very beginning. At the yeah. very beginning. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Gotcha. You can see it pulling up, but yep. then it kind of pulls underneath of you. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So okay. So uh, at this so point, you then walk through City Walk and everything. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we walk through City Walk. Of course, City Walk is what it always is. Very simple to kind of go through. Yep. Um, headed up into uh, we went into Diagon Alley. Now there's some walls and stuff, so that they've got up along the way, and that's to kind of control. I think. It's as much to control traffic as anything, um, and so they and they did actually have pil- uh, police security or whatever out in the. Uh, yeah, we had to show our. Uh, we had to show our. Yeah. The room key. That's right. Yeah, we had to show room okay. key or annual pass to show that you were eligible for the hour, for free uh, early admittance. Okay. So we showed that. That was actually very easy. We walked by, showed it to him, boom, we were in. So you're walking at that point at a fairly brisk pace, and we actually, and everybody at this point is making their way uh, to to Diagon Alley. I mean, you know it. And of course, they've got cast. Um, what is yeah, it? Yeah, the Despicable Me thing. Yeah, yeah so go ahead. 
Go ahead, tell well, us. Well, the other cast members like, come on, let's go and despicable me, everybody. And then everybody's like, nope. <laughs> just walking nah, right past people it. just keep going. Yeah. Um, because everybody knows, you know, that, that ride, that first ride on Gringotts is going to be probably the quickest one if you can get on it, if it's not yep. broke down. And so, um, um, what else was that I was going to say? Anyway, maybe I'll path, remember and come back. Path, to did you just go, just go straight towards the mummy and turn right? No, towards... it was right before it. It was right. around Shrek. Was yeah, they right. actually, oh. yeah, they take you around that way, and I really think it's, it's the other way was blocked. Yep. I think, Weird. Right? Yeah, yeah huh. that's, that's that's why I have to I have to say I know it was because of crowd control. Interesting. And so they so, probably and they open all that stuff up later, but not first thing in the morning. Yep. So that one was the only one to Diagon Alley, though. I mean, like, if you wanted to go to another section of the park, you had to go a different way. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what, too? That's what else I was going to say. You're better off, if you're going into this park, uh, try not to bring a bag. And I know that sounds impossible. Um, but if you have to bring a bag, you're better off then. If you can, put that bag in a locker, pay for an all-day locker, and just put it in there. Um yeah, because what's going to happen is you get slowed down by lockers every single time before you can get onto an attraction. Yep, it was yeah. so liberating to not have a bag. Did you have one? No. Okay. Nope. I tried to free myself of the bag on this trip okay. as much as possible. So. But but you don't need a you don't need a bag check on everything, only some stuff, right? No, there's a lot of it though. I mean, Gringotts, you'd have to have a bag check. Okay. Um. In fact, there's a lot of it. You have to have a minute black. Didn't I, didn't I get like a wand and even yeah, men in black? They made me. They were holding it or something. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else? I'm trying to think because we did it. Transformers probably. Transformers. I don't know because see, I think, um, because it ride vehicles a lot like Spider Man, but actually they let me take the bag on Spider Man when you and I went okay. on before. Adam. Yeah, yeah. So probably, probably I wouldn't have needed. To okay. drop it. I, here was my biggest concern, especially on the first day. Um, I didn't want to get slowed down getting into Gringotts at all. Right. And so I thought, okay, I need to do whatever I can to still get what I need there, get it done, but at the same time, do it as quickly as possible. And so, and so that worked very well. Okay. Uh, okay. So I kind of stopped us there. So sorry. Go ahead. First, it's okay. First thing we did then was headed into up to uh, into London and King's Cross Station. And actually, if you've heard the audio. You can hear this portion of it as we pass Transformers. We walked up through. We headed into King's Cross Station. And if you listen to that audio through headphones, it's amazing. Because you can hear as we pass through each place, New York, San Francisco. Well, Transformers area, San Francisco. And then into London, you can even hear the music change there. And then, honestly, when we crossed into King's Cross Station and you head... It's not even King's Cross. It's right before there where you head into um, Diagon Alley. The way that the music just surrounds you all of a sudden, you can tell the second, and I said it in the audio, and we're here, we're in Diagon Alley, but you can just, you're surrounded, I was, by in headphones with the music of that place. Okay, so did, is this where you went through that little Yeah, nook? you go through the okay. opening, yep. Describe that, that visual transition, how is it? Um, okay, so, yeah, you know what, go ahead, Cameron, you want to describe it? Yeah, sure. Um, you just go into this like brick wall. You go around it. They make you go around it, so it's kind of this reveal, like it's like a curtain, a little bit. So you can't see it before you get there. Once you round the corner, it just kind of it's just this big, huge thing, and it does get cooler. It's like you're in a different part. Of, like it changes, you know, temperature, temperature price. changes. And, like it just kind of shocks your body. Not even only visually, just like the temperature, and then like looking at the dragon, it's just there and it's huge, and 
we've seen all these pictures, but it doesn't do it any justice. It's just fabulous. It's crazy. It it really is like a, a sensory overload almost when you first walk in. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so there's there's no projection or anything. You're just walking through this little. Yeah, they didn't do anything. I heard they were going to do something, like you said. Yeah. Like, but you know what? It's built in a way that they could add stuff to that later. Sure. Absolutely, yes. Um, but still, just the okay. fact of how you oh, walk Oh, you can in. hear it. That's the only – there is a – you can hear, like, bricks moving. That's, like, the thing you do. Yeah. Ah, cool. You can hear it. It's like <laughs> – you know, you can just hear them. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but so – But the funny thing is you're looking at it. You don't really hear it because you're like, <gasps> when you go in. <laughs> right. Is Ugh. it like pitch black during that transition? No, it's not pitch black oh, okay. at all. Mm -mm. It's lit up and everything. I mean, cool. it's, I don't know, it's its very subtle, kind of. You're not really yeah. expecting anything amazing. Obviously you are, because you know what you're about to walk into. But right. there's no way to have enough of an expectation of what you're about to enter into. Because okay. I'm telling you to say, to say that, I mean, not only do can you tell the difference in the temperature, because it's about probably eight to ten degrees, ten degrees cooler in this area of the park than it is anywhere else. But the music, absolutely, because of the height of the buildings, it surrounds you. It's not just the music either; it's the sounds. The the um, uh, Hogwarts Express track actually runs over top of the city, kind of like an enclosed, like what you would see as a subway. But you do not see Hogwarts. You just look at the bottom of the tracks, and they actually have the sound effects of the brakes. The squeaks, everything coming off of the train, huh. and um, and just the the rumble of the train, and you can actually hear that in the audio. If you listen, you'll hear it in the audio. Okay. Um. So yeah, you hear that. Uh, it is just, it's just a swirling like a washing machine of sounds, and then you know, of course, no more than do you start to get your feet under you as to what the heck you're seeing and hearing, but then at that point, then the dragon starts revving up to get ready to start blowing fire. Okay. And that happens cool. about every 10 minutes with the fire. Okay. All okay. right, continue. So we uh, headed straight in at this point because our first and best goal was to get directly onto Gringotts. Uh, when we first walked up, they were saying it's open, but there are no guarantees that you're going to be able to ride because uh, even though we could get into the queue, there were no guarantees that the ride was running well yet for the morning. But we just said, okay, well, whatever. We're going to go in and wait. And so we did. We walked in. How long do you think it was, uh, Cameron, before they said, okay, yeah, you're cleared? Before they let us actually um, I, I wonder if it was clear right before we got on. Well, no, it wasn't because we did have to wait there. They, uh, we probably waited, Once you what, go past minutes? the lobby, the lobby is spectacular. You're just distracted by everything around you. I mean, we got lucky, and there wasn't that many people in line because I think the warning before they got in scared a lot of people off. But there were people; they let them go into the lobby and stuff. So we the lobby, and that's we do. We did a film of the lobby, so we'll put that up. Um, after you go through that, you go through some like vaults, and then you go into like the offices. Like the goblins have little offices, and like, they have like pictures of them up. And then that's where they split the line. We were at the front of the line when it split, so that was kind of cool. We sat there for I'd say. 10, 15 minutes? 10 That's minutes. what I was going to say, about 10 minutes or so. Yeah. And so, go ahead, Cameron. Well, after that, they, they put you into the pre-show area, and that's where the Bill Weasley and then the little elf, they do a little elf, I'm sorry, goblin. Sorry, Harry Potter fans. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, 
what happens after that? Is that where you're in the elevators, right? Yeah, and so then you go into the uh, elevators. Um, the elevators were awesome. Uh, do we we have some video of that, don't we, Cameron? Yeah, I did a short little film of it. Okay. I wish I would have kept going with it, but it was a short. they were really like being strict about yeah. filming. Anything. Yeah, they were. Was... And honestly, we didn't want to break rules. I'm not out to break the rules as to what you know. I mean, that kind of ruins a good time for everybody, and so they don't need that, and I don't need to try to get stuff over on them. So uh, I remember, yeah, there was some film then of of what it looks like to get into those elevators. And they're huge. We probably had what thirty people in there maybe at that time. Yeah. And of course, then you feel like you're riding down, and then it stops, and then you think, okay, we're done, and then it starts up again. Yeah. And so then you go down even farther. Now, if you watch up in the, there's like these window areas at the top of the elevators, and you, at first, you're seeing certain things go by, but then after it stops and it starts back up again, you see the scenery out there change into looking like stalactites and, and rough walls like stone mm. walls and stuff so you okay. actually do see that uh at that point then you uh, the elevator stops you get out and in front of you are sets of steps spiral staircases uh you'll hear in the audio where i said be prepared to climb steps as we were walking in and so you'll hear everybody this if you listen to the audio back so uh beyond okay. those steps is an elevator if you need to take the elevator up and of course not the steps, it'd be a little difficult to pull somebody in a wheelchair all the way up those steps. So, but they are very like realistic style, uh, uh, spiral staircases. They're big iron cases, which I thought was absolutely awesome. Even to the detail of that, the room right. of course is very detailed. Go ahead. Hang on. I want to back up for a second. So I'm thinking of the elevator in men in black, you know how that's, it's a fake elevator. Yeah. What was this one like? It was, was a it? lot like that. What do you think, Cameron? It was a lot like that, and I'd say, oh, I don't know. Adam's not been on the hydrolators, huh? No. Okay. No, but it's shaped a lot like the Men in Black one. It's just, of course, themed yeah. much different. You can see out. That's what's kind of cool. You can see out of it. Okay. Like there there so, are windows on the top. Kind of. So is it a really an elevator, or is it a simulated elevator? It's simulated. Okay. Because all you're doing does is walking. Does it go anywhere? It didn't felt like it went somewhere. Right? Nah, because they actually make it bump and jiggle around and everything. Yep. So, yeah. Which is all part of the effect. Yeah. All you're doing is walking in one side, and walking out the other. But okay. the effect is fantastic. That's what okay. I loved about the hydrolators. That's all you were doing there when you went on hydrolators. This. Do you know what the hydrolators were, Adam? No. Okay. Those were in the Living Seas in Disney in Epcot, oh. and when it used to be the Living Seas in Alpha. What was it called? Alpha base. Sea base alpha. Sea base alpha. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'll keep my opinions to myself on that. But yeah, awesome attraction. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, you're going in one side, out the other, and then okay. you've got the stairs. You're climbing up the stairs. Yeah. When you get out of the elevator, how big? How many stories? That's are when we you're talking. It's probably that's it's a good two stories. Two or at least. three. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And that's where you get the glasses too. Is at the bottom of the staircase. Okay. You grab your 3D glasses, and there are 3D glasses. Okay. Okay, so up the steps. Take it from here, Cameron. After you get up the steps, do you remember? Yeah, up the steps, you just go up to the top, and it's just like, you're like, <gasps> it's like stalactites. It's all set pieces. That's all it is. And it's just like, I don't know. It looks, you know, like the mummy, but like with vaulted ceilings and stalactites coming down. Yeah. And like, instead of, in the, you know, in the mummy, you come in the sides, it's like going in the middle, like between two tracks. Ah. Cool. Yeah, so that's cool. You're you're just really immersed in it, and it's just every time somebody gets off the ride, you hear clapping. That's kind of what you hear. Yeah, and you can hear that in the audio. 
Yeah, yeah I heard that at the end. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, get into the ride vehicles. Do you want to describe the ride vehicles at all, Cameron? I mean, you're the kind of the artsy, detailed guy here. Do you really remember? Uh, it's, it's really like kind of the, how the movie ones are, where it's just like rusty and just – it reminds me of uh, the mummy vehicle and a little bit of the Indiana Jones vehicle, how it's just all like rugged and it's really richly detailed and stuff. It's, I was really impressed by it. Yep. Okay. And it so, was, was it like was it really tight? Everything on you? It wasn't that bad, right? No. I some people had described how it would really squeeze on like your legs, your lower legs, to hold them in place. I didn't find any of that. And I'm by no means like a thin, thin person here, but I didn't find it uncomfortable. In fact, I told Cameron as we started into this thing, probably the second ride, this thing is a Cadillac of coasters. And I mean, I wouldn't consider it an absolute coaster, but it was so comfortable, and. All the digital effects and stuff fell in line so well that I don't do well a lot of times. So screens and stuff like that, if they make me feel nauseous. If everything isn't digitally lined up well, I don't feel well usually into this thing. I didn't have that feeling at all on this attraction. So Okay. All right. So uh, at that point then, you're getting into cars. Your cars are – I think they're four rows deep each, and there's two cars attached together. And so then you, you're getting into your car. I would suggest if you do not like, let's say, feeling like you're being dropped from a, a, a high area and a quick, uh, that acceleration, quick acceleration in the beginning of the attraction, get into the first car and not the second. The ride is completely different in the first car and the front car than in the back. Yeah. That's, that's... And Cameron and I discuss, discussed this a bunch <laughs> with each other. Um, so – Get in the first car, and I'll explain to you why as we go a little bit farther here. So then you're into the car. Boom, you're off. You're out of there. They actually ride you back into this cavernous-looking area that kind of comes together like a Y. And so what's happening there is the two load sections of track are loading from the right and the left. But the area looks amazing. It looks like I, – and I've actually headed into coal mines and mines and deep down into the ground, and it, it looked just like that. I felt like I was heading into a coal mine. So they okay. stopped you in this cavernous area on one side, and you can see the track on the other side. And then they you take off again, and at this point you're starting to hear them speak to you about whatever. And then you come to another point, and you stop, and there's a screen in front of you. And at that point, uh, one of the goblin guys comes out and begins to speak to you. Correct, Cameron? Yeah, he's trying to make sure you're cleared and all that for security. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So because you're going down into the places where you're not supposed to be. All right. So at this point, then, uh, of course, something terrible happens, and then you've got to leave. The Beatrix comes in, the, right. one of the Voldemort's, you know, his followers, and the, the it's like this red light goes off, like, er, and then she's she sends you down this tunnel, and this is it's really nerve wracking, actually, this part, right? Because they, yeah, how long do they lean you there? They just it's not that long. They might lean you there for four or five seconds. So what happens? But it's a forty-five is the, degree angle. Right? Yeah, the it's cars actually steep. feel like they stand up on end. Like the front car, you know, you're standing up straight up in the air, or pretty pretty steep anyway. I'm sure it's not that steep, but it's it's pretty steep. And so then the door opens and you head down in, and that's like your first roller coaster sensation as you take off down into there. That is the area that when we sat in the front car, I got no sensation at all as to we were going very fast around the track or anything like that. Uh, when we rode then in the back car, <laughs> yeah. the, the sensation was like, uh, I, I don't want to say as bad as the beginning of Rock and Roller Coaster, but it was somewhat like that sensation of, boom, you're just you're taking off really quick. You're being pulled 
fast behind something. So it was, it was like night and day to me anyway. It felt that way. Did you guys ride the mummy while you were there at yeah. all? Or did you? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay, so compare that to like the drop in the mummy. You know how the mummy like the fireballs are spitting out and it, like they drop you straight down almost. Just a yeah. real quick, real quick drop. Yeah, and that's this is a quick drop, but it's um. Is it like that? It um, keeps going straight. That's the thing. It just keeps shooting forward, kind of, and you go down like a little angle. Oh, so it's not like a like a roller coaster dip. It's like a. Yeah, it's not like a dip at all. It's like they're dropping you like, off. Like they're hanging you in the air and dropping you onto the track. Huh. Yeah. It's I'm, different. I don't even know how to describe it. I don't even know. Is it script. slow or does it actually like feel like you're on a track going? No, you're on a track. You can see the track in front of you. And you're probably yeah, running. Crazy. Let's face it. You're probably running uh, 20 miles an hour. But okay. it's that darkness. It's a lot of stuff that, you know, of, the, of wondering what the heck is about to take place. Okay. All so right. you go Continue. in. Uh, down, boom, you're stopped. And that is where then the screen stuff starts at that point. Yep. Okay. Uh, what happens with the screens is the car actually turns and faces the screen. So um, instead of just having to look out the you know left side of the car, you're actually turned. Seriously? Uh -huh. wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And then both cars, Adam, are like somehow they're angled to where it works like yeah. for both huh. cars. Because we've been in both cars. I was like, I don't know how this would look good in the other car, but we were in the other car. You couldn't even tell the difference at all. I mean, no, it's wow. it's got to be because of the size of that screen, each one. Wait a second. You got 3D glasses on. Yes. That's why. Yeah. Because if you ever sit in a 3D movie theater, if you sit on the left or the right, it's the oh. same view because your perspective sure. is angled to your glasses. That's, That's why. Yep. Yeah. Well, cool. Okay. okay, so you come you come to that first stop. Um, trying to remember exactly what who it is that's in that area. It's Bill Bill Weasley. He stops you with his. He's like, like he just tells you to stop with his wand. And then Harry and them come by and what do they do? And they, they tell the you cave, to get out the of cave there. They tell you to get out, but then the cave trolls come in. Right. And like they they look like they're they toss you, which is crazy because you know how Spider Man it looks like they move with the car. They do mm -hmm. that where he like grabs you and then he throws you and then you spin. And That's he doesn't. Right, and he doesn't just like throw you, throw you. He actually gets up a little bit of force, like he takes a couple swings with you and then lets go of you. Yeah, and you're like actually swinging. You. Yep. You're actually yes. swinging each time when he starts to, and then he throws you. You're right, and then you spin around, not really fast, or this would have driven me crazy. But it's a mild swing, and then you ride for a second, and then you stop at the next screen. Huh. Okay, we got that okay. so far? Okay. Yep. All right, what was the next screen, Cameron? Do you remember it? Oh, man, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I think this is the one with the dragon where he, where, where he's right. like, oh, oh, I found you again because we're at the bottom. I think we're at the bottom. Right, and this is – yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And then this, the dragon comes in. You, you feel the fire when he blows his fire out, of course, and you feel the heat on you, and then Harry and them come by. and then They spray water on him, don't they? Yeah, they do something. And right I there? really, this is a part where I thought, oh, I bet you that effect isn't working because I thought for sure when they sprayed the water, you would feel water splash onto you. And so that could right. be one of those things that they're still working on. It's not like you're missing anything major, but I expected to feel water at that point. So, yeah. so then, the, of course, then the dragon goes away and boom, then you're off. You shoot off to the next area. Uh, at this point, and the next area is crazy. Isn't this the area where you go by the vaults? This is all set, yes. too. You go by vaults, and it's actual set, it's not a screen. And you go past those, and then this guy, the go another goblin comes out, it's pointing in your direction, and I think this guy looks the most real to me, because I thought he was actually a real person. 
For yeah. some reason, the set piece, it's not really a screen. It's like he's like projected onto the set piece somehow. But he's like, it looks solid. So I can't really describe it. It's a great effect, right? It's like no, not yeah, a whole it's, screen. It's he's like He's like on the set running. Yeah, like, you can't – I mean, you honestly, you can't tell what is screen effect CGI and what is actually built and in place. It matches yeah. together. But you – I mean, you know that there is because you can see in the dimensions. But honestly, because of the glasses and everything else, you just – yeah, you can't tell. And so, of course, you're riding past this at the same time. Uh, the little goblin guy is saying something to you. You head down to another area. And then uh, is that where the – I don't know their name. So is it Voldemort? Yeah, that's or where yeah, Voldemort comes in. And oh. there, he has a snake come out. And you didn't see this the first time. The snake comes out and kind of – he look, you can see him better in the first row. He's really low. It's like trying to get this angle. And then Voldemort comes in, and then he's like – I will send you somewhere else, and then he sends you out, and then is that where he says, I'll, where... "I'll give you pain"? I thought that was the last. Okay, yeah, that is that the last scene. Times. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, I think so. Beatrix comes out. He like, got, and for some reason, their size, they, they angled it so their size looks like their life size, like they're not too big, not too small, but like you know, I don't know if he's ever been in Honey Shrunk the Audience. Remember that? How they oh, looked yeah. like it was supposed to be a stage, and they were standing there rather than changing views and stuff. Yep. Yep. They look like that, so that was really cool to see. Wow. So he sends you off, and then you go through another set piece. I think you start spinning again, and this is the, and then you go to the final one, right? Is that what the final one is? The big uh, one? Yes, and you go to the final scene. Right. And that's everywhere. It's a 360 screen. Like it's all it is it. huge. Okay. So we'll stop here for a second and tell you. So you, you go into there, and it's like a huge cavern area with lava and stuff running through it. Which is awesome, and then you see uh, Voldemort on one side, and then the dragon comes into the other side to fight him off, so that it, you know he he leaves you alone. And at yep. this point, on a, on the first ride, the attraction broke down, uh, and so we sat down. looking. Are you kidding? No, no. The attraction broke down, and we sat looking at the screen and everything, and stuff was wasn't it paused, so the lava wasn't moving or anything. It was like yeah. frozen uh. on a screen. Which is awesome. I was waiting to see like the window sign come up and watch him reboot or something. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't see any of that. So. Oh, and man. so what happened is it sat there for a little bit and it was like kind of like they reboot the process and bring it back uh-huh. to where it paused at and then they just start everything running again. And so, so of course it's a little bit you know funky at that point. You can tell okay things aren't working quite the way they should. Sure. So um, I gotta ask: Did you notice anything hidden that could have been revealed at that moment, or not? Well, I could like so dark and... I looked up and could see the roof of the building. You could see how huge the screen was around you. Uh, so you okay. actually, we had time to see the immensity of this thing. Sure, that it was, was a good. It was almost ten minutes, I think. It was a, it yeah. was a long time. Yeah, we sat there for quite some time. Wow. Okay, so then they rebooted everything. And you see this door kind of open in front of us, which if the move, ride is moving quickly enough, you you can't really notice the door that well as it begins to open. So the door opens, and that takes you out of the cavernous area, which takes you into the end of the ride. Uh, and then you go past a screen where they, they I think, uh, is it Fred that congratulates you? I think it's uh, Bill Weasley. Bill, I'm sorry, yeah. Bill Weasley um, congratulates you and says it's the... Uh, Safest place, and I don't know something like that. You can hear yeah, the safest audio. place in the world. Right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, is what he says. And then the music ends, 
fantastic music. I'm telling you, anybody, if you haven't listened to the audio, go back and listen to the audio. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear everything, and you get the exact idea, other than the visuals of how it looks. And I mean, how it sounds to be on this ride. Um, so then at that point, uh, here's where we get a little surprise. So we pull back up into the finishing area, and we get ready to unload. And the guy says to everybody on there, since the ride had broken down, if you want to ride it again immediately, you go out, uh, get out of the car here. You go up these stairs to the right, take the right-hand turn, and then take the first set of stairs to the right again, and you'll be right back into the queue area to get back on the ride. And that's what Cameron and I did. Awesome. So we got two rides within, I mean, wow, just, I mean, as quickly as you could get on and off the attraction, we did it. Cool. And so, and that's what they do. I believe they do that every single time it breaks down. If you want to ride it again, then you have that capability. Cool. Now that might change okay. if things are really slammed. So sure. anyway, we no, no, wrote uh, it. But it's only for the people that were on it when it broke down. Correct. That's, yeah, only that's not that, that's not that many people. No, no, it's not. And a lot of people went ahead and just left. They chose not to re-ride, but Cameron sure. and I, of course, really we right back on it. Yeah, I noticed I notice a lot. That. Of, I didn't, yeah, because when we took the the right hand turn back down the steps, I watched. Uh, I remember four people walked past us and kept going straight down the hallway to leave. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now I'm interested. I just give me the basics again of like the actual like ride feel. And okay, you described it all. It's a okay. coaster still. It's a but... coaster. It's, it's turning. I'd say it's a coaster in like one part, though. It's not really all. Yeah. So it's coaster. It's turning. It's starting. It's stopping. And I'm telling you through every bit of this, it's as comfortable as can be. Okay. You're not being so, thrashed around the car. You don't even feel like you're moving hardly. Uh-huh. It's easy to describe um, Forbidden Journey because we know the technology and we've talked about it. But so describe this one in that terms. Like, is it the Spider-Man car, Transformers car, add mummy, you know? Or... I'd say it's like the Spider-Man car stripped. Yeah. Okay. Because it doesn't have the covers everywhere or anything, but it's like, it does spin like the Spider-Man car does. The right. Spider-Man one spins. And Spider-Man and... one goes up and down on one level playing field. So does that one do it too? You know I what I mean? Know. Um, like no, yeah, so really. you're saying like it's not like Transformers where you're actually riding an elevator up and doing stuff like that. This all happens yeah. on yeah, this this works just like that. Okay. Yeah, there's no yeah, and there's no getting out on the end of those arms and stuff like goes on in Forbidden Journey. Forbidden Journey, yeah, right. You're, no, you're didn't you tra- describe it as like it gave you enough thrill to where you almost went over the edge but didn't go yeah, over the Yeah, you know what though? And this is great, great. I'm so glad you remembered this, Cameron. Um <laughs> I really felt like on a lot of the attractions that Universal has, they know how to take you right up until if you go just one spin or one something, one thing more, it would be too much for a lot of people. And I would be one of those people. And they always seem to hold back. And so yeah. that's what I enjoyed. Um, now the difference with like, and they even did that on Forbidden Journey. Difference for, with Forbidden Journey was to me, and it was still that same thing. It's that digital alignment. Uh, when you don't get something with 3D that is 3D digitally aligned just perfectly with the movement of the car and stuff that you're in, it freaks the brain out, and it, that's what gives you that sense of uh, motion sickness. And this did not do it. On top of the fact that even in Forbidden Journey, it can be a little bit more of a rough ride to feel like you're kind of being tossed from side to yeah. side. And oh, I'm, you, know, you it's are. Not, yeah, you Is are. That one? Oh, yeah. man. Well, and I didn't go on it this time. Cameron did, so he would have a fresh... fresh. Oh, yeah. I, 
viewing. Yeah, I still remember it clear as day. It was fine, but it's just I remember my legs like, dude, man, my legs are hitting the side of this car. Yeah. Come on, stop shaking us, basically, is what I was thinking. So, well, yep. that is the one of the things that they put into um, Gringotts that hold your legs, your shin, and your calves in place. Cool. And Which is great. It's part of the harness. And uh -huh. that probably is what makes it feel so comfortable. You don't feel like you're held in place, like you're in uh, stitches where they put a harness down over you and you feel like, oh, dear, if you're claustrophobic at all, you're about to lose your mind. Right. Uh, yeah, you don't feel like that at all. Not yes. at all. Uh, I just can't – I mean I can't describe how comfortable it was. I mean it was a little more for me than just sitting in a theater seat that moved around here and there. I mean, that's well, how comfortable it was for me. But it was thrilling. You oh, it was absolutely yeah. thrilling. Yeah. It was absolutely thrilling. But at the okay. same time, it never made me feel like I, you know, was going to, you know, barf all over everything. It never even got me to that point. It it kept me... not, he, would, he wouldn't go in Mission Space. I mean... No, yeah, I won't do Mission Space. Um, right. Even like, you know, whatever, a lot of those attractions. Uh, I have to say, we rode Spider-Man again, and the cleaned up visuals on that helped a lot. I cool. felt a lot on that like I did in uh, in Gringotts. And same okay. thing in Transformers. They've actually done a really good job of taking those screens and getting them down to where, um, yeah, digitally everything lines up with the brain and you actually feel pretty good by the time you get off of it. Okay. Describe the thrill factor and for those who are listening that might want to take their families. Um, I don't know what levels we want to call it, but, I mean, there's an obvious between the Hulk which is a coaster that you can see, and the Mummy to Men in Black, Simpsons. What's the? I think this is a Mummy light. Would you yeah, say that, Cameron? Just below, just below the Mummy. Yeah. Right. Just below Mummy. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And so because I think Mummy's more actual blatant. Yeah, and the backwards stuff that goes on in Mummy and all that's not going to happen in this. That's the kind of stuff that throws people off. Yep. I think honestly, if you have a child who can ride the common coaster if you have a child that's riding uh, a space mountain they're not going to be bothered man. by this at all Everest is more intense than this yeah, oh, yeah. Everest is far yeah. more intense <laughs> yeah we found out the hard way <laughs> yeah yeah I think Everest <laughs> goes like 55 miles an hour so that's and it's a pretty steep oh yeah drop there <laughs> yeah so I, to, yeah I didn't yeah. find this to be vomit inducing anything like that I and it I had a blast. It keeps your attention the entire time. You're really into what's happening, into the storyline, and just feeling the entire thing. It's not like you're just riding a roller coaster that happens to have some screens and they're trying to make a story out of it. You're actually okay. immersed. You're engulfed in, in what's happening. Okay. Um, back to the queue. Is there a place to go where you just want to wander like uh, Hogwarts Castle Tour? There or? is not. Okay. Which is kind of tough right. because yep. when you're in the uh, Gringotts Bank, that, yep. that uh, lobby, that's tough. I mean, I guess you could just you let just... people pass you. Sure. Um, well, usually there's a big line in there. We didn't. We got lucky and went. Before. Yeah, I mean, there was no lines. Yeah, there was there's nothing. no switchbacks in there, is there? Yeah, there were switchbacks. Yes. They actually, okay. just, there was yeah. only one we went through. We just yeah. went back and forth once. Okay. But they could add yeah. more. You can see the spots on the floor and everything. They can add sure. a lot of switchbacks in there, so – because the opening, I saw the opening video long ago when it was mm. opened, and there weren't switchbacks there right. because people were all they were showing them was the queue, and it was like a press That's event. When so. they let the media people actually go mm -hmm. in and just wander in the queue and take pictures and video forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, uh, dumped you into gift shop, I assume, at the end. Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> usual. 
Okay. I got a film of that too. That's should be on one of the films. All right, then exit, uh, exit on streets or what? Yes. Uh, to the it? to the right of the dragon. I think that's right. Yeah. To the right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. Okay. Yes, to the right of the dragon. That's right. Okay. Okay. Um, so. Yeah. Go ahead. Continue. I'll have right, more questions so about everything. After that, then uh, we did some touring. Uh, of Diagon Alley because you know you still want to see what the heck and I think as we came out the ride was broken down wasn't it Cameron yeah they didn't let anybody in it right they stopped everybody from going in at that point so yeah don't skip that if they start saying they'll let you in but you might be waiting get your butt in there and wait because otherwise they'll shut it down and you have no opportunity at all but all in all yeah there were days we saw a couple days where it was down quite a bit Uh, but then there were days where it seemed like the thing ran fantastic and waits were never that long. Okay, so uh, after that, we toured Diagon Alley. We just saw certain things on it. Uh, is um, that the day you had the ice cream the first day? That is. That's exactly right. Yeah, so I went into um, uh, into Florian Fortescue's, and I said this in the audio. I uh, went in there and got a – of course, Cameron bought – didn't you buy a t- – <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. Cameron. You bought a, a cup souvenir, or something. Souvenir, souvenir ice cream cup. cup. Yeah, he didn't want anything in it. He didn't want anything in it. He just wanted the cup. Yeah. And so that was funny because the people were like, you don't want anything nice. in it? Just the cup? No, just the cup. And so, of course, then I got um, chocolate raspberry ice cream and the chocolate chili. And the chocolate chili was really good, Adam. What's it like? It was odd that you. T- it tasted great. I mean, it's not like you're tasting weird, like flavors put together it tasted really yeah. good but then you would feel this warmth kind of this odd warmth as you swallow it did did it taste like chili powder to chili? no it did not nope okay not at all because i've had believe it or not i've had um man what is it it's like dark chocolate but it's made with chili powder uh-huh. it's oh. like brazilian or something i don't know anyway it it's interesting because it's got that mixed flavor anyway i just thought of that when you said that so. well this was really good um, yeah, I, of course, you know, I would have tried more, but, you know, we, oh, I actually did ask him about sample cups because I had heard, uh, Inside the Magic talk about that you could get samples of any ice cream that you wanted in there. I asked about that and they do not do that any longer. So uh, if anybody has heard that and you're going in there thinking you're going to get samples, that's yep. not happening. So, <laughs> um, probably stopped that early on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they before. did because yeah. people would just come in and get samples all day long. Yeah. Uh, this is when we had Leaky Cauldron, though, too, right after that? Yep, and so then we okay. left, and we went down to Leaky Cauldron. And so uh, Leaky Cauldron, yeah, it is like a counter service. Uh, and so you yes. go in. Um, let's see here. As far as the decor and everything of it, it's just like a large wooden structure, old wooden structure with very tall, I, I want to say ceilings, but it's actually too. It's built a lot like three broomsticks. Would you say that, Cameron? The two of them. Yeah. What's funny is it's a little plainer than that because you know that's the way it is in the book and the movie. It's not supposed to be extravagant. Or anything. Right. Yeah, so, it's definitely not extravagant. But it's really authentic, though. Yeah, just and like so, you would picture in the book or the movie. Let's see here. So you order your food, and you order your food in one area, and then you go over and you pick it up in another area. Or did they bring it to us? Cameron? No, they brought it to you. Remember yeah. we had the candles? That's right. That's right. Okay. So I you... think they have like RFID in them or that's something. That's right. We took pictures of yep. the candles. So I'll they get didn't this. Know, we didn't have to tell them where we sat. We just sat. Yeah, they used the candles. Yeah, you're right. 
And so we both ordered on that morning the traditional breakfast, which is uh, ham and bacon and beans, which is like a like a pinto bean kind of something like that. Um, let's see, your corn muffin. Oh, uh, it was a what wasn't it croissant? A cris- Oh yeah, that's right. It wasn't corn muffin. It was a croissant. That's right. Um, you would remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then it had what. I did not know. Uh, Cameron said to me, "That's a blood sausage," and they called it's like it blood pudding sausage. Yeah, they called it black pudding. Okay. But it actually is blood sausage. I looked it up, and blood sausage. Really? Is <laughs> yes, I looked it up, and so I wish I had enough. Uh, and, or then there's like a tomato, like a Roma tomato, in the middle of the plate that's baked, also. And actually, I don't like tomatoes, but this was actually pretty good when you kind of took a bite of it with other stuff. So um, ate everything. The meal was really good. I even tried some of the um, black pudding or the blood sausage, and it tasted um, kind of weird texture, and it's very, like, cinnamony. Yeah, it was, like, cinnamon, some sort of spice on it, and it was just, like, mush. Yeah. (laughs) Like, meat mush. Yeah. (laughs) Was it sweet? It was not sweet. A little bit. I I was, like, a muted sweet. I guess, because of the cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, a fruit? Was there a fruit with it too? There was like not. a fruit flavor. No, I didn't think uh, so. No, I could okay, taste more right. cinnamon than anything. I'm trying to think of the how it would just. Okay, cool. Yeah. It was yeah. It was cinnamon. I and then mush. There was like a tasteless <laughs> kind of mush that went with that. Okay. And so I so tried. Obviously, it you didn't eat that all. <laughs> well, no, I tried. No. Yeah, you know, no, I tried a few bites of it at least to say okay. Nope. I, I tried it. The rest of the okay. meal though was great. Yeah, it was um, good. And you know what? The bacon wasn't normal bacon. Wasn't it like Canadian bacon? Yeah, it was like – yeah, more like a ham kind of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and really the beans. Good, the beans were – I thought the beans went very well with it. Oh, yeah. Actually, that was really – because it wasn't like sweet. It was just kind of – I guess you'd say pinto, right? Yeah, yeah. That's – yeah. They were like oh. a like a white baked bean or something without yeah. – you know, a baked bean without the barbecue on it. And so, of course, it's you know it's kind of a bland meal, but I thought at the same time I thought it tasted. Very oh, I thought good. that was great. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And so uh, after that, then let's. You see. Remember how much it was? Fourteen ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so and, was but it there big? was there's a lot of food yeah. there. Yeah. There's okay. a lot of food. And so and what I know, was the other choice? The American breakfast. That was like the only. Other yeah. There's choice. American, and there was a kids breakfast. Um, I'm trying really? to think. I think huh. that was it. That stinks yeah. for breakfast. I mean, not very much. So. Yeah, there isn't. No. No, but so there were American, a lot of... American was just eggs and sausage or something. Sausage yeah, it was just pancakes. normal. I didn't want to get that. You know? Yeah. You did get it, though, in three broomsticks later, didn't you? Oh, actually, I did. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't bad. No, because <laughs> it had pancakes. I thought pancakes. I think they had more of the three broomsticks one. I, I don't know why I felt that. There might have huh. been. There might have been, like, five choices. Or, like I said, it, I... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, I thought yeah, I thought that was um I thought I liked it. In fact, yeah, I got it again later, the exact same thing. I just left the, the blood sausage stuff alone this time. Okay. So I uh, yeah, I enjoyed it that much. I don't really like anything. I don't need anything salty or spiced a lot or anything for breakfast. So it was good. Easy to eat, easy to just move on with your day after eating it. Okay, so coffee, after Coffee, I assume. Coffee and stuff to drink, juices. Yeah, they have coffee and juice. I think I drank Water milk, and maybe. Cameron. Cam- yeah, milk. Yeah. I, yeah, Cameron drank milk. I drank, I think I drank maybe water. I can't remember what I drank. Orange juice maybe on that morning. Okay. All right. So most of the time, I, yeah, I, I drink water. 
Uh, okay, so after that, then we this is what I've got here in my notes. So we rode Hogwarts and went over and toured Hogsmeade and Cameron Road Forbidden Journey. Yeah, okay, did the back up and here. the go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, Hogwarts right. Express. Come on. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk yeah. about Hogwarts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why do I just get past that. Can, do you have to go a different way and all that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Hogwarts. Let's go into that just a little bit. Uh, okay, so Hogwarts uh, on that side, which is at King's Cross Station. The uh, so you get onto the train. Uh, wait, a lot wait, of switchbacks. We have to get in first. You have to go out oh. of Diagon Alley to go in. That's right. Okay, go ahead and yeah. explain this, Cameron, because I'm okay. gonna screw it up. No, no worries, no worries. Um, you go out of Diagon Alley, right, and you make a hard right. You go towards King Cross Station. You gotta have your ticket out. That's the one thing. I just I kept forgetting this honestly because of the magic bands. You didn't have to take your ticket out, so just have your ticket out, and you do have to get it scanned and everything to go into the even train area. So it's kind of cool because it looks like they're all work at King's Cross, not at Universal, not at Harry Potter. They looks like they all they're all at King's Cross, so that's kind of cool looking. And a lot of people ticket, didn't. Like, a lot of people have their tickets and a lanyard on them. Yes, around their neck. So yeah. yeah. Actually, a good idea. Um, you go through the what was it? The main, like the main gates, like this big giant. It reminds me of the old. I don't know if anybody's gonna get this. The old King Kong ride where you went through the subway station. Yeah. But it's supposed to look like King's Cross. People said it looks like that. Station. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Everybody, people who've been in London and actually gone to the real King's Cross said it's just like it. It's just cleaner. Yeah, you don't have all the. Computer. Like and they and actually you go through there is there is like a snack bar in line too you yeah. to get food and there was actually a guy playing a saxophone too yep yep huh yeah, yeah just I like mean, a, there's there's luggage everywhere too and when you get deep into the line then there's a big staircase right right before yep. you go into the other part there's a big staircase they kind of single file you in a couple ways and then you get to the part where it's nine and three quarters and then it's a pepper ghost effect which is like the haunted mansion where the you look through this kind of mirror-like thing, and it looks like there's a wall there. It looks like everyone's going through the wall. And we actually videoed this with Cameron going through it. Okay. So, and it works. I mean, it works. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. And so then it's, we just actually, a, it's just like a window. You can see the window in front of it. And, and then you go through this, like, this hallway. And it's like a hallway for a little bit, right? And then you kind of you reveal yourself to the wizarding world, and then it's all Harry Potter. Like, yep. you know, it's Hogwarts Station. Wow, what is it called? I should know this. But the station's huge. There's all sorts of stuff going on. There's the Harry Potter's yeah. halls there, and you see the sign the nine and three quarters, and you see the train coming in and out. It's really neat. Okay, and so is this it? is this is like the part two where I started thinking because the station's actually covered with glass where the train pulls in, and I thought, wow, wouldn't that cause problems with this thing with smoke or steam or whatever it's using? Um. But then I didn't think too much more about it because I was busier thinking about why I can't wait to get on this thing and see what this is like. So and we have video of every bit of this, and so this stuff will go up for anybody who's wondering. Um, okay. Was this area, uh, is it inside and air-conditioned or what? It is not inside and air-conditioned. Uh, it's inside. Uh, it feels it's, cool, though. It's, it's covered in glass, yeah, and the air-conditioning actually pushes out of the building into it, which is what you'll find in a lot of these places within yeah. Diagon Alley. Yeah, they have this side down. They have it down. I mean, they're using every bit of – they're not using – I mean, losing a lot of energy uh, by just letting air conditioning blow out the doors of a building, and it goes nowhere but just straight up to the sky, 
And so, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I, I'm telling you, they've maximized everything that they're doing there and they've thought about it very well. So cool. you can just see that. Okay. Okay. So board Hogwarts at this point, correct? Cameron? Yes. All right. So you go in, you sit down, there's technically enough room for about what, eight people to a cabin. Oh yeah. They <laughs> stuff you in there. Yeah. Yeah. They stuff you in. So there's about eight people to a cabin, four on each seat. You're looking at each other. Uh, then the doors close and yep. the doors kind of slide back and forth. Uh, the doors on your right hand side have uh, like a white glass on them and, uh, and white windows kind of. And then on your left hand side, you have the window to the uh, outside of the train station, which is technically a screen. And so immediately, you know, you look like you're looking out the window at the brick on the station and you can see the steam coming past from the train. And so then the train begins to leave at this point. You're in the process of about a six minute ride and, um, you're watching different things happen at that point. Uh, you're seeing video of course of the ride. So you're seeing the countryside, you're seeing a lot of things that I'm sure people who are big Harry Potter fans, including Cameron here, uh, yep. recognize stuff all along the way. So do you want to give any description? Do you remember what happened on the ride from? Yeah, it looks like you're pulling out of the, you know, the same station that was in the movie, and then you go through the city, kind of of London, because you're in London. You see the night bus go around and being crazy, and you slowly get into the Wizarding World. And then I think this on the ride there, you get Dementors. So you get Dementors kind of attacking you. What's kind of cool is on the other side where there's kind of frosted glass, you see shadows of the Dementors coming in. You see Harry just shoot them, and then they're talking with people and. That that part really is cool, and it about, is timed out really well. So I was afraid that, you know, you're looking at the window, out the window of the train, and the Dementors are going on on the other side, and they do kind of make a break there. It doesn't stop what's happening in the screen, but it makes it so you have a moment to watch what's happening on the other side of you. The Dementor stuff, yeah, you just have to see the video. Um, we actually videoed it several times, and the. It's just awesome. The effects against that glass. You can see oh, yeah. him touch the glass, and Cameron filmed this perfectly. He touches the glass, and you see the glass freeze yeah. around his hand. Uh, there are parts where you see Harry. Uh, not Harry. Oh, I guess it would be Harry in them. Yeah. But they put their faces and stuff against the glass, and you can actually see the flesh color. Oh, and that's on the, that's on the way back. That's right. Yeah. And so, anyway, okay. So, How's um, the feel of it? Does it feel like a train? Yeah, yeah, it feels. I mean, feels just like a train. Yeah, you feel that noise and the rocking motion, and but most of it is that you're constantly entertained by what's happening, right. Adam. So you're not even well, thinking about the fact that you're riding to another destination. Oh yeah, I know, but I'm just thinking the feel of it because yeah. you're moving physically, but you're not. There's no way that takes six minutes to do it. They like go slower and make you feel like you're going faster. Well, and I'll, yeah, I can explain that too, why it goes slower, but they, yeah. they have it exactly timed out because those trains are being pulled by cables. Ah, they're not powered in any way that I can see. So they're just nothing but a prop. Yep. The engine, I should say is nothing but a prop. Yep. And so, yeah, you see, because I kept looking down and thinking, what the heck's going on with these cables? I see them spinning. But then I realized, well, heck, everything's on a cable and it's pulling uh, them back yeah, and it's forth. It's funny because so. he noticed this and I had like, I was like, oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so that's how they keep the timing exact. That's how, that's how they know mm -hmm. what's happening at all points. Mm -hmm. And so, and it, cool. yeah, the cables are all looped within. So I'm sure if one train stops, the other one stops dead on. 
And so you're not depending on a computer or anything to stop yep. the timing of a train or to tell somebody, an engineer or whatever, hey, stop. Mm -hmm. um, it all is done all in one move. Sure. So I thought that was awesome. And that's how you keep it smooth. So you yep. don't feel that yep. jerking of kind of the train. Honestly, um, probably somebody who has claustrophobia or somebody who has motion sickness, if this thing would do any of that jerking because of how you're closed into that cabin, it probably wouldn't go so well for them. But mm -hmm. it's done so perfectly. And then it's tight, though. It is tight in there, though. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. tight. But I honestly think even with somebody who has a little bit of maybe those issues, I don't think they're going to be bothered on this. I think they're probably yeah, going to do fine. I agree. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and so basically everybody watches and they're entertained and stuff as you you said in there. Um, yep. There's really no time to do anything else but to see and feel what's happening to you during that six minutes. Mm -hmm. and Getting then, out. Uh, then you, the, when the ride is done, the doors slide back open and you, you unboard from the train. And let's see here, when you're heading out into Hogsmeade, it's nothing like the station and everything where you're heading out. Uh, heading you know into Diagon Alley, um, you head out on flat ground. You come out. There's this little cart that's like stuck in the mud, and it keeps rolling back and forth. Cameron filmed that. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's really uh, are special. You out, are you outside by now? You were outside already. Yeah. Okay. So can you see like Hogwarts or just the because normal ride? And it comes out before the entrance, right? right? The entrance to Hogwarts. Okay. And so, so you, see, you see the roller coaster basically and like, yep. it's not yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, it comes out right there by the dueling dragons, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's on the Hogsmeade side. Yep. Okay, so we did that. Uh I don't did did you have any other questions about the Hogwarts Express, Adam? No, I've seen videos before and Yeah. That's fine. I'm good. No, it's it's fantastic. So yeah. I would say even if you have motion sickness, don't think that you're going to have any problems on this at all. You're immersed so much in the ride that that's all you're thinking about as you're heading along. So okay, okay. Cool. Uh, so then uh, we did the I did the castle tour while uh, uh, Cameron rode Forbidden rode Journey, uh, and then Cameron, how did at what point? Where was I at when you went on? Uh, um, oh come on, Hippogriff. I think yeah, I went to Hippogriff. That's funny. Um, I don't know. I think you were just you just weren't done yet, possibly. Oh, it could be. No, wait. Yeah. Did you did you film Hippogriff? Oh yeah, I got to film that and film the line. Okay, because yeah. I don't think I have the film of that. Okay. I'm I'll pretty see. sure I don't have it. I'll look, but it, it oh. could be there because there's so much film, guys. Yeah, there's so much film. Oh. There's so much footage of everything. I mean, we had 60 gigabytes. A video when we came back so cool can't yeah. wait to see it yeah i'm making my way through it as quickly yeah, as i, I know, can I know. But we'll, uh just doing the room tours just, just taking go slow go slow so people can see it as right. you release it yeah no sense in okay so castle rushing. tour and then we came out and we went into seuss landing and we rode the trolley and we filmed the trolley cool correct and it was only how long uh the trolley I don't remember. Ten exactly. minutes? I want to say it's about ten minutes. I th honestly, yeah, because I, I even I've never seen it. That it's long great long. video, and we yeah. filmed out of right and left side both. Cameron filmed out of one side. I filmed out of the cool. other. Um, and we did this a lot of times. Filmed right and left, or we filmed forward, and you know, anyway. Um, so uh, let's see here. Uh, so yeah, so we filmed that. I love that ride because of the views and stuff that you get from uh, around the from around the the park. 
I mean, you get to see everything. That's a, it's just a view that you don't get from anywhere else. All right. And so that pretty much at that point, then, uh, we went, did we eat at Vivo on this day, Cameron? We did. Yes, we did. So I guess we could do a quick review on Vivo and we've got video and stuff of it also. What, what is that? Vivo is a new Italian restaurant with fresh pasta. They make it on site uh, at within City Walk. Oh, that's the place that we must have been looking for breakfast at one morning. Then. Yeah, where Pasta Mora used to be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they <laughs> okay. changed the face and stuff on it, but uh -huh. yeah, it's yeah, it's right there. Yep. And so, uh, atmosphere, so you left the park to go eat. Yeah. yeah. So atmosphere in Vivo was great. Uh, food was fantastic, and the prices were amazing, I thought. I mean, you would spend as much to eat at Olive Garden as you would spend to eat at uh, Vivo okay. for much better food, I thought. What did you think, Cameron? Yeah, it was great. It felt authentic. I got the, what was it, fresh cold mozzarella. It was really delicious. Yeah. Yep. And um, carbonara. Yeah, and I honestly, I think I got, I can't remember what I got. I think I got spaghetti. Yeah. Because I yeah. really wanted to just try the pasta. And it was great. The food was great. They had bread that they brought to your table. Uh, an Italian bread sometimes they bring it to you. And it's, well, I said a long time ago when I ate in Italy and Epcot, it was so hard that I could throw it against the wall and it wouldn't even dent the bread. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, this it was great. Every piece, every bit of that meal was great. Restaurant wasn't too loud, even though it's a large place. And it was busy. Um, uh, but it was, yeah, it wasn't too loud. Ambiance was great. I had no complaints at all about Vivo. Um, okay, so then at that point we headed out, uh, jumped back on our bus, and in five minutes we were back to the cabana. Uh, let's go through a little bit more at the cabana. Um, so it's Cabana Beach Resort. There'll be a video, of course, as I said, coming out on this so you can see and hear a lot of information about the resort and a lot of the amenities of the resort. One that I didn't put in the video that I'm going to put in now just before I forget is if you stay at the cabana, you actually uh, can board a bus that will take you to SeaWorld, Aquatica, or Wet n' Wild for free. And how that works cool. is you board one of the regular buses out of the cabana, and then you it'll take you back over to CityWalk, and then you board another bus from there that will take you to uh, those parks for free, okay. which I thought was great. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go to those parks, then that's a way to do it. I did not know that until I was doing some research for the video, and I saw that. Um, Cabana. So it's, yeah, you'll see Lazy River. On our side, we stayed on the side where you have the Continental and the Americana, and that is where most of the standard rooms are at, uh, and those are going to be you know the lower-priced rooms. The other side is really sweet, um, and I said it in the video. Sweets will sleep six. They're actually amazingly set up in the suites with how the bathroom and everything and the rooms are separated. So if somebody wants to sleep and somebody else wants to watch TV, it can be done with the person sleeping right you know, in the room with you. Uh, if one person wants to get ready while the other person's in the shower and another person needs to go to the bathroom, it can all be done by how they set up the bathrooms. Sleep six and at peak season, I don't even think, you haven't even heard this yet, Cameron. At peak season to sleep six, in a suite, the cost is $179 a night, which Jeez. I thought was pretty cheap to sleep six people. Yep. Um, comparable room over at uh, Art of Animation at peak season will cost you $350. Yep. And so, Crazy. yeah, I just, and by the time you would throw in the AP discount, I could probably get that room for probably $125 a night. 
Wow. So yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. And you I, guys just got the like a four sleeper. Uh room? yes, yeah, that's what we pull got. out couch or something. No, actually it was two beds. Oh okay. Yeah, the video will be coming up, so check it out. I'm telling that's you, fine. the room the room was clean. It was very simple, very plain. Uh, really kind of cool though. I mean, in its decor and theming. Um, better better than a Holiday Inn. Oh, absolutely. I think. What do you think, Cameron? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just yep. the theming and the what, kind of what's going on around you. It made you want to smile when you were kind of running around yeah. this place. It was really it was colorful. Cool. Everything. The yep. room, the hotel, everything. Com- uh, okay, comfortable so th- bed. Com- sorry, comfortable bed? Yeah, beds were yes. just as comfortable as what Disney's are. And I okay. think Disney has fantastic beds. Yep. Um, and music. Background music? Ambience? Um. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. It, it was, was all that. It was all that. What was it? That '50s, '60s kind of music. So you'd have yeah, like yeah. Frank Sinatra, or you'd have yeah that They'd kind have of commercials music in the food court. Yeah. Old commercials. Yep. Like, and, okay. And amongst awesome. black and white stuff. So. In the room, you've got um, uh, VO5 and Zest soaps, but they're packaged <gasps> in the stuff from the '60s, '50s, and '60s. Cool. And I remember it because I lived it, man. I remember these little bottles, <laughs> and so I remember actually the big bottles, but. But that stuff, yeah. So that stuff's in your room. Uh, okay. Let me think. Flat panel. I don't. Did we even? I don't think we ever turned the TV on. I, I did. Did you? Okay. <laughs> I uh, always did. Yeah. I just. I don't. I don't remember anything on the TV. Uh, so, but it's pretty standard. Standard as far as that goes. But for the price, I think we paid sixty nine dollars a night. Wow. For this and. Wi Fi. Oh yeah. Yes. Wi Fi. Yeah, there was. Free, I assume. Yeah, free, and it worked. It worked just great. Cool. Um, so yeah, I I have All no right. complaints. So the restaurant there, uh, the main restaurant is the Bayliner Diner, uh, which is huge. It's a big place, uh, themed in the same manner. Cameron just said they had big screens up there showing old commercials and stuff. So you would go in and you could get your food. It's cafeteria style on a tray and all that. But built into the same place, they had a store also to where you could go in. And Cameron would go in and get, was it half-gallon jugs of milk you were getting, Cameron? Yep. Okay. Yeah. He would take those back up uh, to the They room. did have fridges in the room. I like yeah, that. Yeah, they do have fridges. Mini fridges? Or? Yep. Yeah, yep. many fridges okay. in the room. All right. And so Cameron would throw his stuff in there and whatever. Yeah. But the, I thought the store was kind of nice. It it wasn't overdone, over-themed. It was just very subtle, laid back. Uh, as we said earlier, there's a Starbucks in there that you can go to. And uh, Starbucks is Starbucks wherever you go, whether you're on Disney property, whether you're at home, whether you're at Cabana. It's the same. That's funny because we went to both Starbucks and ordered the same thing everywhere. Yeah, that's true. It was the uh, yep. Gouda and... Bacon. Sausage or bacon? Yeah, Gouda and sausage. It's, uh, it's really good, actually. That's right. I forgot about that. It was the same thing. So, um, okay. So, uh, other than that, if you go on the other side, and I said this in the video, it's where the Galaxy Bowl's at. Uh, over on the other side, instead of having the lazy river, they have the water slide. Okay. Um, yeah, it's the same theming as far as retro theming of that era, but a whole different kind of look. To cool. it and a kind of a different layout. Buildings, though there are more buildings over on the other side. Uh, on our side, we have the Americana and the Continental. On the other side, they had the Thunderbird, the Starlight, and oh, Castaway. So anyway, I'm I'm definitely going to go back there. I will definitely be back there. I want to stay in a suite next time just to see what it's like. So okay. I would recommend this place to anybody. 
It was clean. Everybody was friendly as heck. Even to the point where Cameron and I, our room number was 6208, which you would think, okay, we're on the sixth floor. Uh, and that is not correct. We were on the, was it the fifth floor? I can't remember now, Cameron. No, it was the second floor. It was the second, second number. Yeah, six. So what six had to do, I still don't know, but actually. Maybe it's just six buildings. Okay, six, six buildings. Okay. Well, the maintenance yeah. guy actually told us as best he could. Because he didn't speak great English. I think it was another. I think it was a tourist, wasn't it? No, no, he worked for the hotel. Because I, I remember know, I he think had a badge. It was another tourist. I thought it was another guy. No, he had a badge on, and that's when I remember. I remember thinking, while wow, I was, yeah, I mean, he was like a cleaning guy, and he actually took the time out to make sure that we understood where we were going. Because it that would have been if we just followed the map. The lady gave me would have been fine. But anyway, it wasn't like we were. <laughs> we were lost. delirious at this point. We yeah. had like three yeah. hours of sleep. That, yeah, that's exactly. literally we had three hours of sleep. So. Yep. Um, all right. Anyway, so wow, all of that was just Monday, and so uh, Tuesday. Do you have the Do you have your notes there, Adam? Sure. Okay, just bring them up, them up because yeah, yeah. I had my notes here on my phone, and my phone just went dead. So okay, we've talked so long. Um, that... Thursday, Enter <laughs> wow. Parks at seven a.m. Wan Station, Dragon Diagon Alley. Okay, so hey, Diagon Alley. In. This is the day Gringotts was closed. Yep, there was no Gringotts. This is the day. So yeah. this day we went into Nocturne Alley and we did the wand stuff all this day. And we did it, did wand stuff throughout. Yeah, this uh, is what we did. We uh, we, gra- we had to get an interactive wand for this, and it was really worth it. It was so much fun having that wand. That was How much was that wand, Cameron? I'd say forty-five. Okay. But the regular yeah. ones before were thirty-five, so it's actually not that big of a jump. I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be a lot. Yeah, it was, we it, was, it was. Go ahead. We heard that in the audio, so I was just curious how it, you know you think of um, the magic. Uh, what's it called? The card game in Magic Kingdom, but yeah, yeah. how's it? Sorcerers in the Kingdom or something? Yeah, yeah. Describe that. That the wand, the the stations and stuff. Okay, you know what? A lot of what you see in sorcerers are like screens that light up and things like like I don't know. They're visuals like uh, uh, computer graphics on a screen, and they're showing you certain things happening. Um, a lot of the windows, the wand uh, windows, were more of a mechanical nature. So it would oh. be like heads moving around, or or a uh, a so, suit, an armor suit of armor standing up, something like that. Like World Showcase, where you can do the thing, yeah. Yeah, the Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb thing, because that's what that one's like. Yeah, yeah, I would think it, yeah, it's more like that. Um, yep. So and what would happen is Cameron, why don't you describe this? You did a lot of these, so and we've got them on film, by the way. So right. anybody who isn't worried about spoilers, I'll put those up and I'll put a screen before it says, you know, about spoiler alert. Right. There were these symbols on the ground, kind of pointed to where they were, and then each window kind of had a sensor, which is where they would, like, they'd have, and some would even have like a guest service. What do they call it there? They don't call it cast members. Yeah, well, team members. Team members, right. So the team member would be right there to help you out. So that would be kind of cool. But there would be there would be some without it. So I think what they'd try to do with the ones you see first, the ones at the beginning of the entrances and the ones at the beginning of the store, you can just have a cast member kind of help you. Because it is kind of difficult doing the motions a little bit. And they, they actually will give you a map. We, for some reason, didn't use the map again of where each <laughs> one was at. We just kept looking for these little, like, uh, brass plates on the ground. Yes. And so as soon as we saw one, we would mark it, and Cameron would do that one, and I would film it. And we would move on then to the next one. Most of them worked 
I think all of them, but one that I can think of worked really well. And that was within both parks. Um, yes. We never had a problem. Uh, some of the coolest ones I thought were um, over by Nocturne Alley and in Nocturne Alley. Yes. So you know what, too? Did we talk? We really didn't talk much about Nocturne Alley. That's um, I was going to get there. Yeah, but okay. you don't have it on this next day. So, yeah. We're, okay. We're, so we're, we're yeah, because I just kind of did the tour of Diagon Alley and that's it's in within Diagon Alley. It's broken off from it, but it's an alley away off the street. Um, so Nocturne Alley is, is just what it is. It's dark. You go in, but it's not like you're running into each other or anything. Um, it is like another place. Uh, when you walk into it, I felt like you're walking into a whole other town or something, even though it's just one short street. Uh, there's so many things, though, windows and stairways behind gates and stuff that you're looking at. I'll tell you the weirdest thing for me was is I'm walking up the street and it's kind of dark and I walk past and I feel like somebody's staring at me and I turn around and it's one of the team members and she looks kind of foreboding. Let's put it that way. Just staring at me. And I yeah. thought, what the heck, man, you're creeping me out. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> um, so anyway, one of the shops back in there is Borgen and Burks, uh, which if you know the movies, is it a lot like the movies, Cameron? Yeah, well, you don't see. It's funny you see it more in this than you do in the movies because they just they go by it really fast in the movies. But everything, the hand in there that grabs Harry's hand in the movie when he goes in there is in it, and then it's just a bunch of dark objects everywhere, and it's so richly detailed. There's stuff everywhere. Like there's a Horcrux in there. There's the Death Eater masks in there on the wall. There's a bunch of stuff you can't even like grab and just look at, like potions and. Oh, really unique items and they actually said they were having even more stuff made that would even be more unique uh the like the masks and stuff do you remember those asking about them cameron yep and, death eater masks the, yeah. the masks they were in the movie and, and it's all actually, the dark stuff they have a bunch of mugs with like the deathly hollows symbol on it and it's like death eater stuff so it's like their version of the villain stuff i think really cool though really cool yeah, area back really in good. there is it it's obviously dark, so you're inside air conditioned, I yeah. assume. Yeah, it's cooler. Yeah. So if it feels colder, it makes sense to feel colder in there. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. That's cool. And so I thought covered, it was like pirates kind of. It has like yes. a sky, but it's not a real sky. Yep. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so cool. they have that going on. Uh, you know, and another thing, like I thought, because a lot of people said, you know, the streets are being made with brick and stuff like that, and it does have this. Uh, effect to it the streets inside and outside of on Diagon Alley and uh, uh, in Nocturne Alley but you really even though it looks a certain way it doesn't feel that way against your feet like you're going to be tripping over it or it'd be rough to my first thought was ooh, what would this be like for a wheelchair yep and it's yep. it's not affected by a wheelchair at all it's all flat cool cool so uh, I was really impressed by that so anyway yeah there were several wand stations within Nocturne Alley um we videoed them. The best thing I can say is if you want, yeah, watch the videos. If we're not going to show you, I mean, you'll see and hear sure. Cameron do certain things, but you're not going to, it's not going to tell you how to do each one. Okay. Um, but you'll but get an idea of how they work. Before we leave Diagon Alley and go back to the rest, so describe to me the street. I know the main street. Go through King's Cross and look straight, and there's the dragon at the end. What about the other street that was on the other side and yes. all that? There's a lot of shops and stuff along through there. Uh, Eternal's Elixir is over there. We didn't even okay. talk about it. Eternal's that's Elixir. covered too, actually, Adam, that whole area. Yeah, that is Carcat Market that's over on that yeah. side. Oh, it's covered. Yeah, it's oh, covered. Yeah. Great place to go if you want to shop and stay out of rain if it's raining. 
yeah Whoa. it's all covered there how so. big how big is it compared to the main drag it's Same just size? as big i think but it's just on a kind of on a corner huh. do you think cameron yeah i mean I if agree. you took the if you took the main drag and straightened it out uh i mean if you took carpet market and straightened it out because it's kind of on a curve um you'd have probably about the same length yeah that's true yep. hmm. five star five tor- five tall story five story tall buildings yes <laughs> same and same and all that that's the next but, thing i noticed you could look at it, yeah. these buildings from the street to the as far up as you could see and they were themed exact there was nowhere mm-hmm. that i could look that would cause me to think, ah, yeah, I can see that up there where they didn't finish it. No, it was it was exact everywhere you looked. Hmm. Yeah, cool. I, they didn't leave out anything sound wise, visually. I just I don't know. I couldn't. If you wanted to escape where you were at, kind of, you couldn't do it. You could shut your eyes and you're still there because everything around you you hear. Cool. Okay, so um, yeah, okay. a lot of shops. Ready for the next market. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. All right, so you say uh, you did the Juan Stations, Diagon Alley. You walked to Universal Florida, and you ate at Three Broomsticks. Correct. And we walked because, uh, as you'll hear in that audio, in the audio that I put up, um, the train was closed. Oh. And so we actually, on that walk, we rode uh, uh, Transformers, and then we rode uh, Minions. Is that correct? Yeah, Minion Mayhem. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, both of which Transformers, a lot of people have ridden that, uh, even in California and stuff. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Uh, theming, queue, all that stuff, kind of fun. Um, uh, we did see some of the characters, too, out on the street from the Transformers. Mm-hmm. And so we got video and pictures of them standing out there. Pretty cool looking. Uh, Minions was where the old um, uh, Jimmy Neutron used to be. Yep. And themed really well. Uh, a lot of fun. Hilarious, actually. Uh, as far as the type of attraction, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, remind me a lot of uh, of the kind of humor that you got when you were in Shrek, or the kind of humor that you got in Springfield or in the Simpsons area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that kind of stuff that I don't know, just good stuff, good clean fun. Uh, as far as the attractions, the attraction 3D was great. Once again, everything lined up pretty well, and so a very clear, clean screen. The little minions too. Oh man. Yeah. Just hilarious stuff. Hilarious stuff. You but. see their faces going past. They're like, ah! Yeah. And then when we actually came out into the gift shop, there was a minion out there doing meet yep. and greets. Yep. And so didn't expect that. But So he was <laughs> funny. He was out there dancing with people. Mm-hmm. So. That's the minion mayhem dance party or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Supposed to happen well, I mean, they were, it was yeah. kind of in the gift shop, though, wasn't it, Cameron? Well, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Yep. So that went off really well. We left from there. Uh Trying to think, I think we just walked on over then and went into uh, up into you know get to Islands of Adventure. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Okay, yeah, we went. So to, you uh, got. I'm hitting the highlights here because yeah. you have a lot of repeats here. But uh, what's the cryogenic butterbeer? Oh, that's funny. Okay, the reason why I put that there, we went into <laughs> put Hogs. It twice. Okay, so yeah, I know. <laughs> we went into Hogshead Tavern twice on once on each day. I think on Thursday and Friday. The, we went on Thursday because I just said, you know what, I've never seen the place. Let's just go in. Let's go in and check this out. And so we ate at uh, Leaky Cauldron. I'm thinking at Three Broomsticks, and then walked over because I didn't realize what's hooked right there to it. Hogshead Tavern is. So we walked over into there. You see, of course, see the Hogshead up on the wall. It, it's an animatronic, so it makes noises and stuff. Cameron filmed that. We didn't leave anything to chance. We filmed it all. 
Um, so anyway, so I go and I order a butterbeer and the lady asked me, do you want it cold or frozen? And I was like, huh, okay, well, I know I've tried the cold. Let's try the frozen. So she gives me the frozen butterbeer. And honestly, it was so cold that clear almost to the bottom of it as I'm trying to drink. It's so cold that I could feel like my skull and everything freezing (laughs) every time. (laughs) And, and so I kept trying to take smaller and smaller sips of it. And it didn't seem to matter how small of a sip that you took. It was so cold, man, that it penetrated into your brain. And so, and so what did I do when I went back the next day? I bought the same thing and went through it again. Yeah. Because it, it tasted really good. Huh. Uh, and so, yeah, and it, honestly, it was so cold in your stomach that, you know, in the 90-some degree weather, it cooled sure. you off like a popsicle, man, for the next oh, hour and a half. Sure. I could feel the cold in my stomach. For probably a half an hour after I drank it. Okay. So that's cool. why I said cryogenically frozen. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. Anyway, okay. so okay, so then the second day we went to um, Anahitos on our way yes. out. Yes. Uh, Anahitos, so that's the new uh, Mexican restaurant there, and I got the chicken chimichanga and what'd you get there, Cameron? Do you remember? Chicken quesadilla. Okay. Food was fantastic. Service was fantastic. Once again, prices. Live mariachi band too. Yeah, live mariachi band, and I think that our meals. Mine was eleven ninety nine, and I think Cameron's was probably about the same, wasn't it, Cameron? Yeah. Eleven ninety nine, Adam. Hmm. I awesome. mean, to eat in a theme park for eleven ninety nine, and it was you were stuffed from yeah. the meal. Um. Okay. And of course, and yeah, the mariachi band. We got them on video. Man, they were great. Cool. So you know what? I I will. We only have them on video, but I'll rob a little bit of the audio and just stick it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Okay, so that everybody can kind of hear it, and then you know you'll see it on the video later. But they were fun. It was fun, and we were close to the stage, but it was fun to just sit and eat and listen to them and do all that. So once again, though, food was a home run, and uh, we had a really good day. Jumped on the bus and headed back to um, Universal. Here's the great thing that I found out about Universal just by being there: short walks to get from park to park, park place to place, and the bus ride was nothing. I mean, you walk up, the bus was there, you get on the bus, and you head back, the bus rides five minutes, and you're back at your hotel. Mm-hmm. And so then, and it was earlier in the day, so a lot of times then you have time to just kick back and relax. And we needed that. Uh, we were spent. Honestly, by the time we really got to Thursday, or even Wednesday night, we were, we were yeah. spent. And so we needed breaks, and so what we were doing then at that point was we'd take a break for a little while, and then... Uh, uh, leave the park even at like 11 o'clock because you're in there from 7 to 11 and we had done so much stuff in seven to, from 7 to 11 that we would be like, well, there's no reason to just hang out. And so as we're heading out of the park, all these people are pouring in. And so we'd head back to the hotel. Well, then about, what, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, we would head back out. And that's like on the day when I went out and filmed certain things and walked the lazy river and did all that. Um mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I got that stuff done and nobody was around. About 3 o'clock, then we'd head back, get on a bus, head back into the parks, and we would watch people leaving at about 4 o'clock. They're all heading back out. (laughs) And so we beat the crowds both ways. 
Uh, we cool. never tried to do Gringotso in the evening. It was usually just a uh, morning thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway. And you um, wrote it again on Friday, I see. Yep. And we, yeah, because yeah. it was down on Thursday pretty much all day. Uh-huh. And so Friday, of course, we got on, and there was no wait again. I mean, we cool. walked basically on it. Didn't get to ride it twice this time because it didn't break down. This was the time, though, that we rode it, and we sat in the second car. Uh-huh. And that's when we realized, woof, man, this is a, a lot more intense. That beginning is just by being dropped from the height of the second car instead of being in the first. Hmm. So, yeah, it did change the beginning of that quite a bit. Uh, still didn't wasn't barf-inducing. It didn't make me feel like I did uh, when we were on Expedition Everest. But part of that mm-hmm. is, too, because we had eaten and you rested a little more and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, Friday then, it was a lot of, you know, more of the same than the rest of that day. Torn Daigon, uh, we did get out, though. I think it was on Thursday. Let me jump back to there. We did get out into London, and we did see the uh, night bus driver. And so cool. Cameron, we got video. Cameron went up and met him and talked to him. And the night bus driver's funny. The little shrunken head guy yeah. is funny, too. So he just basically smarts off and says things along the way. Mm-hmm. Whenever Cameron would answer a certain thing to the night bus driver, the head would say he would answer back. Mm-hmm. And so that was fun. Um, yeah, London. London was cool. It was nice, easy, kind of a relaxing place. And then just having the night bus driver out there was fun. So uh, we headed out then. We went back uh, to the hotel. And let's see here. Anyway, got ourselves together at that point and headed out because uh, we were heading back over to Disney property. And this is where I think I would already talked about it once a little bit, but I'll talk about it again for anybody who maybe hasn't listened to the uh, post-trip report for Walt Disney World and they're only listening to this. We used Uber to get then from uh, from – Universal property back over to Disney, and it was just as simple as pull out my smartphone, hit the Uber app, sitting. Just make sure you're in the location where you want them to pick you up or very close before you hit that button. Hit the button. The car was there within about two or three minutes. Picked us up. Comfortable ride. Uh, cost $26 to ride back over to uh, Disney property. And bam, bam, we were there and back into All-Star Resorts. We stayed in all-star movie and in a preferred room uh packed ourselves back into there did we did we go to the parks that evening cameron i don't think we did did we no we, yeah. no, we were smart yeah we were exhausted yeah, so we got we got dinner and then we just passed out yep yeah the plan at first we had thought about maybe going back to hollywood studios that evening but it was just too much and so we just decided to crash and get up and start things off again the next morning and cool. so that takes us back out of universal Sounds good. I think we've covered a lot. And, um, it, yeah. Honestly, I recommend so much. And I, you know this, Adam. When you and I were there in 2010, uh, when we walked out of there, I said, well, this park was fun, but it's not Disney, and I'm not looking to come back again right away. And I did not feel that at all this time. And cool. I'm not a thrill ride person, but I still had a really good time. And I think a lot of it was accentuated by um, the shorter walks. It was really accentuated, though, too, by Diagon Alley. That was immersive as anything I've ever been in, ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it was easy, just easy to get around, easy to eat, good food, not expensively priced. Um, so okay. there was nothing that I can say uh, – there's nothing that I could say came up short for me within Universal. How about you, Cameron? Can you think of anything? No. I mean, the only thing I didn't really 
think was cool. I don't know. Yeah, not really anything. Maybe the food at Cabana could have been better, but yeah, that's true. Okay, Bayliner Diner. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they could definitely approve that. I mean, we got hash browns or I, 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 I don't know. know. I, I, we I kind of got the exact breakfast at the All Star Cafe, and the All Star was like a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of so. I have to say that. Yeah, they could improve the food quite a bit. In, in yeah, but Bayliner. other than that, that's not really a big complaint. No, that's not. A, that's definitely you go to the not. parks and eat instead. You know, right. So. Or like Starbucks was good. Yeah, Starbucks was. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nothing. Well, it, I think I think it's I don't know it's not official yet, but I'm you know according to Jim Hill, four years from now you could be doing another show just like this, saying this exact same thing because Universal is supposedly on track to do something else. Well, they've here. got uh, okay, so they're building the new hotel there. Uh, supposedly building a new water park. That'll be by those hotels, uh, another deluxe or uh, moderate price hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's already been named and mapped and everything, so that's actually official news. Uh, let me think here. What else was it? Uh, oh, Skull Island and King Kong will be done. They've never given an opening date yet, but that's coming. So okay. you've got that already slated. Uh, there saying, was something that he was mentioning that was like even more another one something but something yeah. else major yeah i'm trying but, to remember but they, but it's coming down the pipe and no one's really talked about it yet so okay i don't know if that's another thing well, in four years or not, here's the so. deal right now they're putting 500 million dollars a year into just the parks in orlando and yeah. so and right now they're saying they're going to try to build a new attraction every single year that's wow. amazing i mean at least they'll begin building a new one every single year and so probably the next one, obviously, to open will be Skull Island. Mm-hmm. And I, I so hope that they make the King Kong attraction, if that's actually what they're building, cool. uh, a lot like the old one. We'll see. All right. I'm sure they'll do cool. a good job. I'm hearing a lot more animatronics and less screens and stuff in this one. Yeah. So it's funny because they tend to be stepping back in, uh, in a few ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I tell you, too, Adam, the next thing I notice is that they're very um, curious they really want to know what people are thinking at that moment about their stay, about their accommodations, about the parks, about the rides. Uh, I just got surveyed yesterday from them. Huh. And they, I mean, they, but they would always ask and talk to you within the parks. Uh, next thing, too, they would always thank me whenever I went through the gates for being an annual pass holder. Huh. I remember cool. that every single time. Look you in the eye and thank you so much for being an annual pass holder. So, wow. yeah, cool. that's good stuff. So they're really, they're working hard. They're working hard, and as I've said before, uh, I love the competition both ways because yep. we as the consumers are going to win out so big on this that yeah, it makes cool. it just gives a whole other layer to want to go to Orlando. Yep. All right. All right, guys. Well, great. We have quite the long show here, so and this has been fun. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll have a lot more stuff coming up. Uh, there are new videos that are going to be coming out all the time. I'm trying to get the room tour videos out there first so that anybody can see that if they're interested. So uh, I guess for now, we're done. We will get out of here. Great talking to you guys again, and I think soon we're going to have Roy back on the show with us. Good. Yes. That's the word. So I talked to Roy a little bit uh, today or yesterday, and so uh, he's moving into his new place, and so give him a couple weeks here maybe, and maybe Roy can jump back on there with us. Awesome. All right, we're excited for it. So if you're listening, Roy, we can't wait to get you back. So, All right, everybody. Well, uh, you know how to get a hold of us. And uh, you heard the little British lady say how to get a hold of us there <laughs> in the beginning of the show. So uh, anyway, she fits right in with the whole uh, London and Diagon Alley theme now. Yep. 
All right. Well, okay. That's it. Take care, everybody. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please take a moment and rate us on iTunes and subscribe to our YouTube channel. This helps us to keep doing what we do each week. Until we meet with you again next week, we wish you the best.